gay. <laughs> Welcome to an hour of your life. Welcome to an hour of your life. My name is Kim. And I am Steve. And we are sitting waiting for election results. But uh, in the meantime... Tonight's show is not about elections. It is... Well, no, it's not. But we might touch on it a little bit. Um, tonight, we have a very special treat for you. Um, one of our friends that I have known for quite a long time, it's been several, several years now, uh, is a naturalized citizen from Turkey. She doesn't look that old. I know. She ages very well, but I've known her for, gosh, it's probably close to almost 10 years now, I think. Um, and she's a wonderful human being. Her name is Ozge, and I would like to, everyone, welcome her to the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> welcome, Ozge. Hi. And because we are still in COVID and all the restrictions and everything like right now, yeah. Ozge, we are FaceTiming with Ozge. I got three so more days before I'm free she to... She can't be here in the studio with us, but we can sit there and see her. She's wearing a University of Kentucky hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah University of Kentucky hoodie. And she got a haircut, and she looks lovely. Very cute. So, Ozgay has is a native of the country of Turkey, and she has immigrated, naturalized. She has become a United States citizen. And we just thought it'd be fun to talk to her about what it was like in Turkey growing up and about the naturalization process and everything that she had to go through to be where she is right now. Which I think I've mentioned that on the show before, but if you ever get the chance to go to a naturalization ceremony, I believe that they're public. And it was one of the coolest things that I've ever gone to. When Ozge was, um, went through her ceremony, I went, and it was just really, really neat. So if you ever get the opportunity, you absolutely should go. So I th- I, let's, let's go ahead and just get started. So Ozge, tell us about you know the name of your hometown and just a little bit about your hometown back in Turkey. Sure. Um, I was born and raised in Bursa, which is one hour away from well-known famous city of Istanbul by ferry. And if you try to go there by car, it takes like three hours, something like that. Mm. So, yeah, I grew up in Bursa. And then um, when I was like 18, I left Bursa to go to college five hours away from my hometown. Um, then I finished college and I went to England. That's how my, um, journey started. And you are now a math teacher, correct? Yes. And so you went to college for mathematics, right? Yes. That's what your degree is in. Now, what sent you to England? Um, I just went to England to learn how to speak English, but I knew a little bit English before I went there because I went to private school. Um, but, um, I just wanted to see how outside of Turkey and experience, um, living in a different country, English speaking country. So I stay there for three years and I also work there. So it's kind of, um, 
work and travel type of thing. So Very cool. Was your was your hometown was it rural? Was it more urban, small town? What um, what was it like? Yeah, it's one of the uh, biggest cities in Turkey. I think it's the fifth biggest city um, in Turkey. So it was pretty modern, uh, but at the same time. Um, it's still uh, very cultured. It was the second capital of Ottoman Empire where I was born and raised. So you can see that mm. uh, when you look around in the city. So, um, but it's west part of Turkey. So it's pretty modern uh, city life, uh, city living, basically. So you said, but it would take you by ferry to get to Istanbul. Yeah. About how long you say? Um, ferry takes like maybe 90 minutes, one and a half hour. And then by car, by automobile. By car, it's, it's, it's maybe like three hours. And is it, is it mountainous or what, 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 what would take so long to get there? Just the oh, distance? Oh, because there is a sea right in the middle. Uh-huh. So Istanbul is just across the sea. Oh. So if you want to go, if you want to go uh, by car, um, you can't just do the shortcut like ferry. So you have to go around it. You yes. mean there's no bridge over the sea? <laughs> so, no, it's <laughs> quite big. So you're a beach girl? Um, Kind of. But you grew up like on the sea right there. And yes, doing by stuff the like sea, that. Yeah. yes. Okay. So did, now here, I just got a question. Did you ever get like big storms? Like here we get the hurricanes and stuff like that? No. Nothing like that. It's pretty calm weather. Yeah, okay. because it's um, the sea that I'm talking about, it's in, in Turkey. So it's inside Turkey. It's not like Atlantic Ocean or mm. Indian Ocean. So okay. that's why you don't uh, get those type of um, hurricanes and stuff like that. Do you have seagulls? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Never going to visit Ozge's town. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Ozge went back. She was back visiting your parents this past summer, right? And she sent me some pictures, and it looked absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah, the, the pictures that I've seen, it looks like a really nice place to live. Do you miss it? Yeah, that's not my hometown, though. That, that oh. is Antalya, so it's a uh, south coast of Turkey. So I was born in Bursa and grew up there, which is one hour, one and a half hour away from Istanbul. But after my parents got retired, they moved from uh, Bursa to south coast of Turkey. It's like moving from Ohio to Florida for retirement. Yeah, okay. so all the old people moved down there? Um, no, not all people, but some people prefer that because it's a lot easier to live. It's not that big as, you know, Bursa, um, as big as Bursa. And it's also cost of living is a little bit um cheaper over there and it's also better climate because bursa is more like uh new york you know not as cold as ohio but um still it's cold yeah um huh. yeah so we have listeners really all around the world and places like that in fact we've had people from turkey listen to us before because we can track and see how that so I'm kind of, and so most of our United States listeners, there, you know, the school system across the United States is basically the same. How was it growing up? Did you go to like kindergarten? How your education process? How did how did that go? Well, I'm 38 years old, so when I think about uh, 
like um, 31 years ago, 36 years ago, um, usually um, women were staying home, most of the women. So my mom was taking care of me. So I didn't go to kindergarten or preschool. Um, but if we talk about now, most people, even women, they're working. So uh, men and women, they work together. So they have to find um, daycare, preschool um, and places uh, to drop their children. But when I was growing up, I was just with my mom at home. So I didn't go to preschool or kindergarten. It wasn't popular at that time. So, wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing that things have changed so much in such a short yeah. period of time. Yeah. So was that like a very transformor- transformational thing for Turkey to to go from there to where they are now? And that's a really short time. That's barely yeah. one generation to make yeah. that much of a change. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. And um, ha- I mean, I, I remember like I my teachers were working, so they were females and and they have kids. So. So I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think like daycare were popular. They were just like grandparents were taking mm-hmm. care of their children if they have to work. Yeah. So you started. But now they're super popular. So you started school about six years old then? Um, seven. You started at oh, wow. seven years old. Mm-hmm. And seven then- and five years elementary school. Yeah. Um, and then three years uh, middle school. And then four years high school. Okay, so really similar to what most places are around here now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would, would you classify Turkey and where you grew up as very like westernized compared to the United States, or was it more? Um, I, I want to say European with their type of school. How would you, if if you can, even describe that? Comparing Turkish schools with American schools. Yeah, the the system, maybe not the school exactly. Um the system is different, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um well, since I'm in education, I can see the difference way better than just um regular person living in the United States because I was a teacher in Turkey too and I was a student over there also. Um it was a big cultural change for me. Um to see the American education because our education system is a little bit harder. So it's really difficult to become something. Um, but here is, if you can afford, you can be anything you want to, all that, that they require some type of test, but they're very doable. It's not like you have to be in a really, really um, narrow percentage to go to med school or low school in yeah. America. So if you do well on a uh, SAT, uh, I, I I believe that the low school and med school, they require some type of testing. But I prepare some students here for, for those type of um, tests. It wasn't that hard comparing to Turkey. Okay. So you went on to college, but you said you went to college in England? No, uh, I went to college in Turkey, so I um, got my bachelor's and my master's in Turkey. I went to college in London, too, but it was just a, it wasn't a, like, a degree type of thing. I just went to college to learn English because they had a program, so you got a certificate. I didn't earn any degree 
such as like bachelor's or master's. So you said that you knew a little bit of English when you moved to London. So is that um, required for Turkish school children? Do they have English? Okay. So what grade does that start in? Um, When I was a student, it was starting um, sixth grade, but now they start, um, public schools start uh, fourth grade, I believe. Um, But if you send your child to private school, they start um, the first grade. Yeah. Or some daycares provide English. Oh, wow. Like my, my nephew, for example, he started to learn English when he was three because he went to private daycare. Mm. Um, so they they start to teach him English. And I have to say, it kind of one of the things that we used to giggle about a little bit, um, Ozge learned uh, English English, not American English. And so the first time that she went to change what, um, we met when, uh, we both worked for a daycare center and there was a time that she had to, uh, you had what the four-year-olds, I think, and somebody had an accident or something and she had to change them. And the first time that I heard her say that she needed to get a pair of knickers out of their cubby, it kind of, it made everybody laugh. So, so it's funny because you don't even think about, um, you know, non-native English speakers learning American English versus English English and some of the slang terms that you pick up. Yeah, I mean, it, it just happens. My friend Neil in Australia just, the, is it, how do they say, separated by a common language? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. 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 So sometimes we have no idea what Neil's talking about, but I was gay's been here for a while so she knows she knows all the good words in three languages at least so your first trip to the united states was it just vacation pleasure trip yeah it was vacation i came here actually i met my ex-husband um uh, when i was a student in london so the first time i came to united states it was um the purpose was visiting him and his family. So I stayed uh, with him and his family for a month. Did you have to have a, could you just travel on a passport or did you have, have, did you have to have a visa? Yeah, you have to have visa to come to United States. Okay. That's, I, that I don't know. We know nothing about that. Yeah. A lot, most of the countries I've traveled to privately I, I've not been required to have a visa, so but there's the United States requires a visa to come to the United States from Turkey. Yes, because if you you have an American passport, I have an American passport too right now, so I feel really um, special <laughs> because you feel really free, so you can travel all over in the world, and they don't require you visa. Some countries they do, but the only thing that they do at the airport, you get the visa, but you just pass through super easily. You don't have to go to any, you know, interview or you don't have to prove anything. So um, when your parents come visit you now, which I know you try to get them over at least once or twice a year, um, when yes. they come and visit you, they have to get a visa to come visit you? Everybody so needs a visa. COVID right now. Are they allowed to come yeah. and visit right now because of yeah, COVID? Yeah, they can. But we were actually just talking about this the other day because Ozge, I don't think you were, I think we were texting back and forth. Um, Ozge said that she, you wanted your mom to come and visit for the holidays, but I don't know. Did you ever decide what you were going to do about that? Is she coming or are you guys going to wait? No, I don't want to say, um, I don't want to tell my mom um, 
to take the responsibility if something happens to her. Mm -hmm. So it's up to her totally. But here is a little bit worse than Turkey, um, COVID-wise. So and plus, I'm a school teacher and kids are in school right now. You're bringing all kinds of stuff home. I know. So that's why it's all those little snot factories. Yeah, it's better for her to stay at home in Turkey because um, she just goes out for um, grocery shopping. And uh, most of the time she stays home. Yeah. But if she comes over here, she'll be fine. I think traveling won't do anything. I mean, she'll be fine because I flew back in August to United States from Turkey. I was fine. Uh, but the, the the thing is, like, I am so scared of bringing something home from the students. Yeah. And she does travel insurance before she comes, but still it will be really hard for us to deal with health issues if she has anything that's true. Yeah. And then too, she has to quarantine for two weeks when she gets here. So she's really not supposed to go anywhere anyway. And that's going to be boring. Like you don't yeah. want to. Oh, she yeah. could stay home, clean your apartment. And mm, yeah. That's, what, that's yeah. what moms do. Yeah. I mean, she can't really do anything without me because um, you have to have a car. Yeah, that's true. Easily, right. That's we don't true. have a good transportation system in Ohio. So you have to have a car. She can walk to Kroger. It's a walking distance, 10, 15 minutes. But other than that, there's not really much to do. But yeah, that's what you want to do is like December, Christmas time. Yeah. Mom, run down to Kroger for me. And it's snowing and 10 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, And there's not really like a good, it's, it's not really safe to walk to Kroger from where you live. Like it's all on a main road and like, it's just, I don't think there's a sidewalk on that road. I wouldn't recommend it. Well, actually, there is right now because I think you remember which house you remember. The one in West Carrollton where we moved you into. Did you move since then? Oh, no, I didn't. Or not West Carrollton. Yeah. (laughs) See? Yeah. I totally forgot about that. You moved me here. Yeah, I hooked up your washer and dryer and it still is not leaking, is it? (laughs) Is it leaking? Uh, No. I did a good good job. job You guys did a good job. Yeah. So. When you, when you do go back to Turkey, what what's the biggest thing you notice? And maybe I'm maybe I'm not explaining that right, but even like when we've gone to Germany, when you come back, is it the road? Is it the food? Is it everything? The size, everything, and the size. Like the first thing that I realized when I came to America, I just look around and saw the cars. That's the first thing that I noticed. Uh, when I visited here like 11 years ago and the cars were giant. They were so big. It's like, you know, like some movies, they have like cars, like a big... Um, I saw those cars in the movies, in American movies, like a big giant tires. Yeah, like the Cadillacs and Lincolns. You know, there was a, like a, there was a, like a TV show. Um, team A, like a uh, Captain... A, something like that, Team A. Captain America? No, the, not Captain America. Oh, the A team. The A team. Mr. T. Yeah, big black guy. Yeah, Mr. T. Yes. Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. T. So um, I saw those trucks in real. Like, <laughs> oh, the monster oh, trucks, yeah. Like it was a movie scene for me. <laughs> it wasn't real. So, and then I stayed over here. And I didn't go back to Turkey to visit my family for six years. Oh, my gosh. So I got so used to here. Then when I went back to Turkey, 
everything was so small. <laughs> the cars were so small and nobody was refilling my drink. <laughs> I had to drink like two, three cans so, uh, in order for me to be feel full. <laughs> so the portions was so small. People were throwing themselves in the street. Okay, so we have the advantage. We can see you as you're doing it. I wish yeah. that I wish they could see your the, face. Her face as she's describing this <laughs> she, right now. She's got this like wide-eyed wonder when she's talking about America, and then this like look of disgust at the portion size in Turkey. <laughs> I know because like especially like when you go to McDonald's in Turkey, they charge you for. Everything that you extra, you, you ask for extra, like ketchup, you have to pay like 35 cents or something or 50 cents. Yeah. Um, and then you can't refill like here. Yeah. They just give you, they just give you in a can and you just drink it. If you want more, you're going to pay for it. So that's why people cannot drink or eat as much as here. So yeah. that's why they small, I guess, because they have to pay for it and you don't want to pay for McDonald's, like... So you gotta nurse that, <laughs> nurse that Coke. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, so... So, w what brought you to Dayton, Ohio, out of the entire United States? Well, my ex-husband, because he was living in Springboro, um, so okay. I moved where he lives. And after I got divorced, it has been like seven years, um, and... I just wanted to stay in the area because that's the area that I know. And, and it's I awesome. Yeah. And then I had friends at that time. I knew people and I found a job. So um, I didn't want to move from Dayton. Um, maybe I can do now because I'm more comf comfortable. But at that time, I was just trying to adjust. So I just wanted to stay in the area. Do you think you ever will? Do you think you'll ever try to live somewhere else? Um. I mean, I don't see why you would because it's pretty fantastic and wonderful here in beautiful Dayton, Ohio. But you well, have the option. I mean, you're. Yeah, I can move in America. But if I want to be away from my family, live in a in a different country, that would be only United States because yeah. it's home to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't live anywhere else in the world besides United States if I'm going to be away from my family. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not going to move down to Florida or anything on us, are you? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. No, are you going to move state somewhere? Yeah. No, not state. Like if I like if you ask me what country would you like to leave or if you want to move and I wouldn't live anywhere else besides you know, on United States because this country is home to me now. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't feel comfortable. Well, I always say like, I don't want to live in Ohio. I want to move from here and blah, blah, blah. But then if I, like when I go to Kentucky, even Kentucky, like across the bridge, I just want to come back to Ohio. You sound like, now. see, you sound right. You sound like every person that has ever been born and raised in Ohio. Like, I, I can't I, wait to get out of here. And then you realize that the grass I, is not always greener. I, I even hear that Southwest Ohio little twang <laughs> in your voice now. You sound, you sound like I you're know. from Southwest like, Ohio. You know, like when you go to Chicago or when you leave, um, like when I go to Chicago, usually when I came back, I see big Ohio like sign. Uh -huh. that you are home. Welcome to Ohio. When I see that sign, I feel like comfortable. I yep, feel you're like home. Like, Have yep. you been able to travel around the, around the States a lot? 
Yeah, I've been to New York several times and Chicago several times. And I went to Florida, Miami, and well, Kentucky. It's very close. And have you India, been to Washington, uh-huh. D.C. yet? No, I've never been there, but it's in my bucket list. Mm. I want to go there. And also California. I want to go. We should. We know all the good places in D.C. Next time we go, we'll have to give you a call and see if you can come with us. Yeah. D.C. is one of, yeah, that would it's be one great. of my most favorite towns in the United is, States to go visit. Steve is like the yeah. ultimate Washington, D.C. tour like guide. back of my hand. He knows all the good places yeah. to eat and everything. Yeah. So maybe next time we go to Washington, D.C., we'll Maybe call. this summer. Yeah. When when the COVID's over, we'll give you a call. If you got a free weekend, you can... Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll go I in the van instead of the Jeep. Join. Okay. So let's kind of shift gears a little bit, and let's talk about... So you were a Turkish citizen, mm-hmm. and now you're a United States citizen. So mm-hmm. how did that process go? I have dual citizenship. You have dual citizenship? Turkey accept United States citizenship. So they they have no problem with that. Yeah. Well, but America, they uh, America doesn't accept uh, another citizenship. So you have to choose America. If something happens, for example, between two countries. You'd have to surrender your Turkish passport. Yeah. So you yeah. have to serve for a United States. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so I have dual citizenship. So how did you even, did you have to contact an immigration lawyer? How do you start the whole process? If someone, yeah, so um, when you come to United States, some people think that you can be citizen right away, but there, there is a process. So I came over here and I applied as soon as I got here. Um, like after a couple months later, after I got my uh, marriage license, uh, we applied for a green card. The first green card that you uh, got uh, for a year. After a year, you apply for another green card. Um, so they want to see in like in one year if you um, if you are. Like, I don't know how to explain like Basically, it, are you planning on really staying or, you know, is, is um, this all going to work out? Or any criminal activity. Oh, yeah. They're just like, they don't want to give you the citizenship right away. So they give you green card for a year and they check on you. They see how you're doing. And then you apply again. They do another background check and everything, interviews. And then they give you another green card. Are you allowed to work on that card? Yes. Okay. You're allowed to live here and work with the green card. Okay. Because I know so, a lot of people have come over and they're on student visas and they're not allowed to work or do anything. No, I think with student visa, you can work, but just uh, 20 hours a week. Yeah. Maybe. yeah there, there's yeah. limitations. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was allowed to work. So after I got my green card, second green card, I think it, it's good for two years. And then you can apply for um, citizenship. So, but I like if you're married, you can apply for citizenship after three years. But if you're not married, you can apply for citizenship after five years. So I couldn't wait to get divorced. That's what I didn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's why I didn't wait. Um, I didn't wait for my citizenship. It wasn't working out for me. So, um, and. And I just um, waited. So you waited the five years. years. So yeah. Even, so I waited another two years to get my citizenship. So even just to initiate, did you have to go to a lawyer or a consulate or? 
Yes. So you don't have to go. You can fill everything on your own. But it's always good to have a lawyer to do everything correctly. Mm. Yeah. Because um, the reason that I chose to have a lawyer, because when I look at the paperwork, I don't really understand some of the terms, yeah. like law terms. So I thought I, I was like, I need a lawyer so he can do everything uh, for me correctly. Um, so I just found an immigration lawyer and then um, he prepared everything for me, basically. Um, I just filled the forms. He helped me to fill the forms as well. More and one of those sign here kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I paid fifteen hundred dollars uh, for That's the lawyer. a lot less than I would have expected. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen hundred um, dollars. But I, I, I was also a, a good candidate because um, I didn't have any criminal backgrounds. And None that they found. <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. they found, yeah. Or I didn't do anything criminal here while I was living here. So it was easy for me. I could actually have done it by myself too, but I didn't have that confidence. So I just wanted to do with somebody. Yeah, I and don't think... I was. Yeah, I was single at that time. So I was like, I need somebody to help me out. I don't want to do it by myself. So that's what I honestly, I don't, uh, you know, as somebody that has been born and raised in America, I don't know that I would feel comfortable Yeah, because when you're talking about law, I think there, like you said, there are so many legalistic terms and, and things that even, you know, natural American people that are born and raised here don't understand because, you know, (laughs) we don't have law degrees. So I don't blame you at all for getting a lawyer. I probably would have too. Yeah, but because you don't need to. When you don't need something, you don't really learn. Like, I don't know how to become a Turkish citizen. Right. I don't know yeah. how people do it. Like some Russian people come, move to Turkey, and they live there, and they become a citizen. But I don't know how because I was born there. Right. Yeah. I didn't need to, so I don't right. blame you. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. All right, so tell us a little bit about your naturalization ceremony. Were you nervous? Were you excited? What was that like? Um, I wasn't nervous. I was so happy and excited. Um, it was just like a butterfly. Aww. And it was yeah, a really... Was so excited. It was a, such a cool ceremony. The, there were How many people were there? There were so... Um, I mean, I feel I like say, there were at least like hundred people. Yeah, there were a lot. And so, and the judge that was there too was really, he was really cool. He was kind of an older guy. Yeah, he was very cool. But he really gave, I don't remember if it was an election year or what, but he gave this really, I thought, a very stirring speech about- I know. About people- That made me cry. Yeah, it was something about how, um, you know, we are, div- you know, we all have different political opinions or whatever, but we are one nation and we welcome you guys with open arms or something like that. It was really yeah. a very good speech. Mm-hmm. So, but what did they had you, didn't they have you, everybody like stand up and say their name and where they were from? Yes. So we started like that. So everybody, uh, everybody uh, got up and say their name and where they come from. Um, so, um, when I, when I got up, um, I think one of my friends was recording me. Um, so I had a couple of friends, um, came to watch me. So, um, 
I think I remember I look at them uh, <laughs> when I say I'm from Turkey. Um, I think I was nervous when I did that a little bit because everybody was looking at me. Yeah, because everybody else, yeah. I think, was sitting down in and then you like the one person would stand up and say their name and where they're from and everybody would turn and look at you. Yeah. So. And then afterwards, I think I don't I don't remember exactly. I recorded and then we did the Pledge of Allegiance mm-hmm. and then we did the um, um, National Anthem. Right. Was mm-hmm. it? And there, wasn't there an oath somewhere? There was an oath in there, I think. That yeah, we did to. that. Yeah, we did the oath. Um, so we we were all up and uh, we swear in something like we repeat after the judge. Yeah. All together. Yeah. yeah. And it was really interesting to see the diversity in that group. There were people that like I never because I think a lot of times you think of immigrants as coming from overseas. But there well, Turkey was, is overseas. No, but what I'm saying is there was at least one person from <laughs> Canada that was immigrating to yeah. the United States. So it was people that not, that I don't at least typically think of as being immigrants to, like our neighbors are immigrating to the United States. I didn't really yeah. ever, I never think about Canadians coming here and becoming mm-hmm. a part of the country. So, so it was really neat. Did you have to pass like a civics test or anything like that? Yes. So before the ceremony, actually, you apply for your citizenship. Uh-huh. And uh, as soon as you apply, they send you a CD so you can listen. And also they send you a book. So you study. There are a hundred questions in that book and you study those questions. So and they um, give you an interview date. And when you go to that interview, they ask you 10 questions out of that book. Um that could be any questions out of 100. So you answer them. You have to pass um, at least six of those 10 questions. And you have to write one English sentences, whatever they ask you to write, write it down. And you have to uh, read an English sentences. And then if you meet all the requirements, if you answer all the questions correctly, then they tell you that they gonna that you passed and they send you a letter with the ceremony date and place. Now, are they multiple, those six questions, 10 questions, are they multiple choice questions or? No, just straight question. Like, for example, who is the president of United States? Well, oh, right now, well, we know who we it don't is know. right now. I mean, right yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh, we don't know who won yet, but we'll yeah. figure it out. At that time, at that time uh, it was like three years ago. So Donald Trump was the president. And this was, so this week was your first election in America, right? As a citizen. This was the first time you could vote as a citizen. Um, Yes. Did you you early vote? What is it? Did you early vote or did you go to the... Yeah, I did early. (laughs) Um, So I mailed uh, the ballot. And uh, two years ago, I... Um, I voted, but it wasn't for the presidency. So right, it was um, like local candidates. Yes, and then this year I was so excited um, to practice my rights as an American citizen. That's awesome. So yeah. what's it like voting? Man, my, my heart is just pumping red, white, and blue I right know, now. Right? It's so exciting. Did people did people know that it was your first American? Oh no, because you didn't go to the polls. Um, I was going to say, because I heard, I've heard stories of people who, um, you know, they found out that it was somebody's first election that they were able to vote in and they were like actually cheering for the person and like congratulating them and stuff. So 
maybe next year you can go to the polls. But no, I did it by myself. Actually, I asked my friend at school, social studies teacher, if I'm doing everything correctly. So he checked after (laughs) I did everything. Um, He didn't change your ballot, did he? (laughs) No, he didn't. I was with with him and he just uh, checked that the way that I put in the envelope and I make sure that I sign and I put my name and I click, um, I um, check the right um, things and whatever I need to do because I, it was very important for me. So I didn't want uh, to mess it up. Absolutely. Um, No, that's why. What's it, what is the, and you were able to vote in Turkey before you left. Yes, I did. What are the elections like compared Turkey elections versus United States elections? Are they similar? Is the process similar? No, actually it's very different. Um, United States only have two parties, Democrat and Republic, Republican, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We have so many parties, so you have so many choices. But at the end, there are only two, three parties kind of you know um the major parties the major parties but there's so many parties that you can vote for it's not like only two you got to answer this for me though do people put the little signs out in their yard and bumper stickers no no (laughs) that's an american thing okay (laughs) no that's an american thing yeah no um but i but there there uh it's like there are buses like kind of tour buses um, and they just uh, go around and turn on the music. So it kind of, you know, um, s- plays the song of that party. Oh. So, yeah, so before the election, like a couple of months before, they're just like driving around. The It's oh, like a tour bus. That would bus be so it's annoying. Like party bus, party bus. But it's not like a party like that. Yeah, no, bus. that would be so annoying because I imagine that they probably make the songs that are going to get stuck in your head. And so I then know. you just have those songs playing over I and over know. in your head. I mean, there are meetings also like a rally is like uh, the president of the parties, each party holds. So they just like promote their parties, basically. Sure. Yeah. What about actual election day in Turkey? What is that like? Um, I mean, like, it's like kind of here, like each, you know, part, the president of the party, they're just waiting for the result. But the result is a, a little bit different here because uh, here, I guess, even you have the majority of the votes, so you still might not be the president of the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Your system is a little bit different. The electoral um, college. Yep. Yes, but in Turkey, it's just based on how many people voted for that person. So if you get the majority of the votes, you are the president. So you you have a pre- there's a president in in Turkey, not a prime minister, or it's the president. Yeah, they changed it two years ago. It was prime minister. Okay. Um, but then they changed it. They made it more American. Um. So, so do they vote for like the president, the party, and then like? the entire, the government changes to that party or do you vote for individual legislatures? Um, there are some independent ones too. Uh, but if you vote for that party, basically the president of the party is going to be the prime minister, but they changed that rule. So now you just become a president if your party got elected. Oh, so you vote for the party. You don't vote for the person. Um, well that person in that party, 
Well, I guess it's very similar here. Like a lot of people will just vote a straight Republican or Democratic ticket. Um, Well, um, depends on like we have local um, local election and we have presidency election for local. You might say, oh, I like this person. He's really working for my city. So I'm going to vote for him. But for the president uh, presidency, you you just choose the party, and the president of uh, the party is going to be um, the president. Gotcha. Does it make sense? Yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I understand that one. So, and I that is pretty much a when I, it's a, a Euro- European, European type of, thing. Yeah. Australia does the yeah, same European, thing. Yeah, European. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let, let me switch gears here real quick. Driving. What it what is the difference between driving in Turkey and driving in the United States? Like, if, oh my god, I got so many speed tickets when I came here for the first time that I slowed down. Now I don't get any tickets anymore. It so, was like it was challenging. So, but you do have speed limit, like on the major Germany, the Autobahn, Italy, the Autostrada here, the interstate. You yeah, do have a speed like, limit. I think it's it's not like I don't want to compare Turkey uh, with Ohio because I'm only talking about uh, my experience in Ohio. Like if sure. you go to New York City, people drive like crazy over there too. Yeah. So that's like Istanbul being in New York City. But if you compare um, Turkey with Ohio Midwest, people are uh, driving a lot like more carefully here and slower than the bigger states. Well, yeah, that that was a question I was going to ask too. With Turkey, the size of Turkey, is it culturally the same across the entire country, or are there different regions? Because there's different. a huge there's a huge different. difference between the East Coast and the yes. Midwest and the West Coast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like there's a big difference because like East part of Turkey, it's way different than the West part of Turkey in every way. Food, people. Uh, dress code and uh, political, um, I don't know, like uh, thoughts and religion-wise, people are more conservative in East versus the people in West. So it's way different. Well, the the bulk of Turkey is Muslim, correct? Yes, 99% of the country is Muslim. But not like you don't have to. It's not like in the constitution that turkey is a muslim country turkey has no yes so people just choose yeah the people choose but when you look at the majority 99 percent of people are muslim okay what would you say what is what is um the muslim faith like there are people like you have here you have a lot of people that say that they're christian but they don't necessarily go to church. They don't practice a lot of the Christian. Hey, she may have friends back home. Things. So is it no, like, like that? In- there are all kind of people in Turkey. Do some people are super religious, conservative. Some people are. Uh, they're in Turkey. They consider themselves Muslim, like me, for example. But I don't really practice. So it's a but lot I'm like Muslim. here. Yeah, but I'm Muslim because I was born in Turkey. If I was born in. United States, I would probably most likely be Christian. There you go. Yeah. So it's a, you don't have so, a, yeah. you know, you don't really have a choice to choose your religion. You just born, born with it, I guess. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. It's, yeah. I, I don't think that's that different, honestly, between yeah. Turkey and here. Like people just 
You're, mm-hmm. I think you are typically here, even you're typically whatever religion your parents are. And, yes, exactly. and that's just kind of the way it is. Okay. So now for maybe a little bit harder question, what is it like being now you, you are Caucasian, like you, you just look like a pretty standard American white girl. Um, but when obviously you have an accent, what is it like what? being, <laughs> she's got that thick Midwest accent. Yeah. So what is it like straight out of Dayton being an, <laughs> an immigrant in America? How do people treat you differently when they find out that you're an immigrant, when they hear you talk, when they f- see your name and, and see that it is, um, you know, a Turkish name? How do, how do people treat you? Depends. I mean, I have good examples. I have bad examples, but I always say that I'm not always uh, um, more good people than the bad ones, you know? That's good. I have more positive example than the negative ones, but sometimes, you know, um, when I say I'm from Turkey, um, sometimes they ask uncomfortable questions or maybe they don't mean it, but I take it offensive. I don't know. No, I can understand that. And I, I, I would venture to say that a lot of times people are ignorant in the true sense of the word. And as far as like, they really don't know and they don't necessarily mean to be offensive, but they really don't know. Yeah. Sometimes they don't really know. And you can tell, like I can, um, I can, um, understand if they're really asking the questions to know to get to know me, to get to know my country. But sometimes I feel like they say stuff just to put you down or I don't know. Um, Yeah, I know. We've talked about that before that you've had relationships where it didn't work out very well because there were family members who Mm -hmm. were very derogatory towards Turkey and and your your culture and just really Mm -hmm. didn't understand. It didn't make any attempt to understand. I've only been to Turkey one time, and we landed at Insulik Air Force Base. And I, I was allowed off the plane, but I couldn't even get in the terminal. They just let us off the plane to stretch. So that's the only time I've ever been to Turkey. Yeah. And I saw a taxi there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it was painted really wild colors, right? Yellow? Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, yellow, it, it had yellow, a lot of different yeah. colors. Yeah. So, anyway. So, are there any foods like are there just some nights that you just say man i wish i was back home when i could go to this restaurant and eat this like what what would be your typical go-to comfort turkish meal um well i obviously miss my mom's food obviously miss their mom's food (laughs) but some traditional stuff that i miss that i can't find over here but i can't find in ohio like if you go to new york area or california you can find pretty good turkish food it's very close to um food in turkey so but i'm in ohio Yes. So it's it's really ohio is very very american so it's really difficult to find like um like ethnic food as good as in New York because I think in New York so many people like um yeah. from all over the world yeah That's Ellis why. Island and all that kind of stuff and people just yeah kind they of cook like and original and, yeah food. yeah so if so if you went home and mom's all glad to see you what's she going to fix you because she's going to fix your favorite meal what she's going what is she going to fix you 
Sarma. We call it Sarma Dolma. Okay, it's great um, people do that too. It's just like mm-hmm. in a grape leaf, right? Like roasted lamb in in a grape leaf stuffed with rice, and you yeah. typically roasted lamb or stuffed pepper. Um, our food is more like a pot food, not like steak, mashed potatoes, and stuff like it. It's more like a beef stew type of food that you eat with uh, bread, or more like a traditional like a family food not fast food yeah we would love turkey i think i think we would love turkish food yeah so what is the closest the best turkish restaurant that you found in dayton none (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing even remotely close a couple of turkish restaurants they do like it like you feel like you're in turkey but there's nothing here that's even remotely close. No. So oh. what, what, what's your favorite American meal? Ooh. Oh, I have so many favorites. If I pick one, it wouldn't be fair for the rest. <laughs> well, let's, pick, let's, let's go with three. Um, American. I love Thanksgiving food. Oh, so yeah. Turkey and gravy and stuffing. Like, Girl. Gravy, turkey, mashed potatoes, like corn fritters and um, bread pudding. Mm. Um, burgers, hot dogs, but Ugh. America is like, we always talk about like, what's American food, like a burgers and hot dogs. No, America actually have really good homemade meals too, but people don't cook like on a regular basis. They just cook those good stuff, like on holiday times, like Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas, but they can cook them actually every day if they want to. Yeah. Well, since <laughs> lockdown, we pretty much cook every night at yeah, the house Steve's here. Yeah, Steve's a pretty good cook. Too. Steve's a pretty good cook. And mac and cheese. I forgot the mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Well, tonight we had... Uh, what did we have? Oh, we had steak uh, we, and we they're made... They're really petite steaks. We made homemade poutine. Yeah. Yeah. I made the gravy and... Well, yeah. Made You I, made... You fried the cheese curds and you sliced the fries from the potato. So, yeah, we made a homemade from scratch meal tonight, Oh, hold actually. on. I forgot about Lee's chicken and Frisch's big boy. <laughs> Frisch's Big Boy, a pumpkin pie, and coconut cream pie. Well. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> so what What next? You're going to stay here? You think you, you said you like the Dayton area. You're going to hang around here, keep teaching school? Um. Well, that's the only job that I know, and I have the license for it. And it it's convenient for me to be a teacher that allows me to go to uh, Turkey in summer. If oh, I work yeah. for a company... I don't think that I would get like two months straight. So yeah. that gives me opportunity to see my family. I mean, if I, um, I don't know, if I want to move out, like if I move out from Ohio, maybe I would consider like New Jersey, New York area because I have some college friends there. Um, other than that, I don't know. Never thought about it. Do you miss living in a bigger city? Yes, I do. And oh. and how big um, is Dayton compared to your hometown? Um, like the I mean, actual Dayton, city of Dayton. Um, a lot smaller. Is it? But um, as an area, big too. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, America is a big country. There are so <laughs> many lands, right? Yeah. But since there are so many lands, it doesn't seem like... It's busy. spread out. Yeah, it's spread out. That's yeah. what I meant. So... 
Um, yeah, my city where I was born and grew up, it, it's it's very busy. Life is very busy, like New York, basically. Yeah. Huh. So, um, so yeah, I can I see know. how if you're a big city girl like that, then moving to Dayton, Ohio is kind of a... Like, it's I know. It's exciting. It like yes, but now I'm used to... These ty- this type of lifestyle, I'm thinking like, okay, I want to move to New York or New Jersey, but how would I like to be there after living here for 11 years? Because I have the luxury of going everywhere with my car, no parking issues. You'll be back home in six months. I think you should just stay yeah, here. Yeah, sometimes I'm thinking like maybe I should keep my place here. So if I change my mind, I can just come back. I don't think you should even go. I think you should just stay here. Yeah. I know. I feel like going to another state right now is moving, uh, like just the beginning of everything for me, and I need to make new friends and new connections. And but then I you have know. to get your license, and like your teaching license has to transfer, and all that's a big headache. You may as well just stay here. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, is that all the time we have? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run out of time here in just a few minutes. So, Ozga, anything else you want to say about? becoming a citizen or just what take a couple minutes yeah well i just would like to say that um some people like most people in the united states americans they take the stuff like they think they take the things as um um granted they they think that it's just so uh, because they were born and raised here Mm -hmm. but i feel like really special and i appreciate that every opportunity that this country uh, gave me and um so i don't take anything here as granted i just appreciate everything that i have so i just want to let everybody knows that they are special to be part of this country oh that was gay that's awesome yeah i guess my that's like a perfect ending red, white, and blue again. yeah but when you don't work for it you don't understand because you you born in it yeah you know yeah. But I worked for it, so I know how special it is. So that's why I appreciate more than anybody else. No, I totally agree with you. All right. Well, Ozge, it's been nice talking to you. This has been refreshing. We like to do interviews like this. We do, yeah. yeah. And so let me and Kim take care of a little business right here, but hang on and we'll talk to you as soon as we, we get off the air. So, Kim, how yes. do they get hold of us? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at a lost hour. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at an hour of your life, or you can write to us at Gmail. Um, it's a lost hour at gmail.com. If you have any questions for Ozgay, we would be happy to pass them along to her. If you get us on any of those platforms, um, if you have any questions for us, we'd love to talk with you. Um, and again, we, I found a stash of stickers the other day, so I have a bunch that I can give away to people. If you want one, just and write, well, let me know. It's about time to order more. Um, yeah. we, we may need some more uh, t-shirts too. We might. Holidays are coming. We might just surprise some people with a free t-shirt. We'll have to see. But not if you don't write to us and give us your address, so. So if you want to help out the show, the best thing you can do for us is to leave us a to follow us mm-hmm. and to share us and let your friends know how to get hold of us and go back. I think this is our sixty seventh yep, episode. Actually, there's sixty eight because of the summit project. Mm. But um, hey, take a listen and uh, share us. 
Leave us a good review. Don't leave us bad reviews. We say that every week. We say that every <laughs> we week. We have yet to get a bad review. Knock yeah, on wood. No. And if you send us an email, we will write back. If you leave us a comment on our site, we will write back. Yep. Because we do. We enjoy hearing from uh, from our listeners. We do this. It we don't makes make us a, feel like we actually have listeners. Yeah. We we don't even. Yeah. We don't make a penny off this. Nope. So. I, we just do it because we love you. Yeah, we do it because it's fun. It's a hobby. It's it's an hour for me and Kim to get together and talk for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, no matter what else? the outcome of this the this week's election is, please be kind to one another. Everybody's got their own thing going. Um. So just be nice. All right. So from our studios in Sugar Creek Township. Thanks for spending an hour of your life with us. Mm-hmm.